Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services every Sunday morning at the church at 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. There will be Japanese and Korean translation available during that 10.45 a.m. service. That's also when we have our live stream, which is at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Pastor Jake Schnoor will be speaking in both services. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Thank you for the welcome, and we're glad to be together again. This Sunday, Pastor Jake is preaching. Pastor Jake is uh, the leader, the director, the pastor over our Young Pros and Next Gen Ministries, so that's college ministries, and uh, and then uh, Young Pros, Young Professionals Group. He, he and Brittany are doing a fantastic job, and uh, he, he'll open up the scriptures and just be very clear um, exposing the scriptures for us. So we're going to look forward to that time. I want to let you know what's coming up after that. The next couple of Sundays following that, um, October 23rd, we're going to be launching a new series. It's a five-part series uh, studying the book of Ruth. And uh, the, the title of the series is A Harvest Story. And I think it's an, a really awesome, appropriate uh, story, very interesting story in the Bible with a lot of practical teaching about what we might consider some of the coincidences in life that God is sovereignly in control over all of these things. So we'd love to have you come and join us for the for those five weeks kind of at the end of October and then in November and invite somebody to come along. But the week following that, October 30th, is our 47th anniversary as a church and as a ministry and uh, we want to invite you to that as well. That Sunday, we'll only have one service, just the 1045 service. And Pastor and Mrs. Heron, Marty Heron, will be with us for that weekend. And uh, he'll, he'll be preaching in that main service. And we just can't wait to have them back on island. We've got a, a family fiesta planned after the morning service. And it's just going to be a sweet time together remembering what God has done over, man, 47 years here at Harvest. So we want to invite you to each uh, of those things that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Well, I'm really uh, glad to have Jackson and Hope Fahoy Ilmaray. Uh, actually, Jackson is trying to remind me to, to roll the R's at the end, but I didn't get that part. But, uh, man, uh, we really appreciate you guys. First of all, welcome to Harvest Time. Thank you. It's Thank good to goodness. be here. Uh, I, both of you have been up here before. Jackson, um, uh, we were just talking about a few years ago with me as he was uh, getting ready to graduate from HPBC, and he and a group of uh, fifth-year guys were traveling. We were all traveling together to some of the islands, and we were talking about that, talking about your graduation. So it's mm -hmm. been a few years since we've had you both up here. And since that time, you're newly married, in fact, June – Fourth. June 4th, um, so not that long ago, and uh, Jackson and Hope both serve on the ministry team here and are involved in the church. Uh, Jackson is on our maintenance team and faithfully serves in a lot of uh, variety of areas there, and then 
Hope is uh, serving as our uh, Harvest Christian Academy Lower Elementary School principal first year uh, doing that. She's doing a fantastic job. Um, so, And then you guys serve in church ministries as well. Can, Jackson, why don't you tell us maybe some of the things that you're doing in church ministries or maybe your primary area? On Sundays, we, uh, we are part of the welcoming uh, committee, our welcoming group there. Yeah. So we stand in front of the church and just welcome people on Sunday mornings. Yeah, that's awesome. And you also are part of C2C. Is that right, Hope? We are. We help with the C2C program uh, sometimes on Sunday mornings and sometimes on Wednesday evenings, although mostly now on Sunday mornings. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got you plugged into maybe a, a class on Wednesday night, so that's maybe taking up some of that. But thank, thankful for both of your willingness to serve, and it's just evident in uh, so many ways. I'm looking forward to getting some more of your story Uh as God has been leading in your lives, and I know that people will be encouraged by by what God has done. Um, let's start with kind of the most recent, and and then we'll back up. Uh, you guys were married June fourth, and then uh, back here. But but tell me about Jackson. Why don't you tell me about how God brought you to Harvest, and then we'll back up to kind of before that. I first came to Harvest through. Uh, yeah, Baptist Church and uh, the church in Vice through Pastor Pastor Mark Simmer and Pastor Roland Lou. But uh, I grew up uh, in a Catholic uh, family where there's no a Catholic island where there's no other churches around. That but, was uh, that was on Fice, right? For somebody, I mean, around here, we're all familiar with Fice, but can you give us a location? It's an outer island of Yap, right? Yeah, it's it's an outer island of Yap. Uh, I'm not sure how far <laughs> it's uh, uh, plane ride or boat yeah. ride, <laughs> you know, a little ways away. Yeah, you grew up there. We're born there, and yeah, I was born in Fice, and I grew up there, and uh, I I didn't leave Fice until when I was in. High school, okay. So that's when I I would leave Vice to go for high school, and I didn't hear the the scripture clearly uh, preach or teach because the whole island is Catholic. And I think during my during my junior year in high school, that's when uh, little Bible studies are starting on on the island. So every summer I would go back home and. That's where uh, I would see uh, what God is doing through uh, through the lives of the people there and through Pastor Rollins. And I I didn't really uh, try to what, pay attention to it or because uh, growing up, uh, my family they were all Catholic and uh, my my parents are not concerned too much for me. To make sure that I'm in church mm-hmm. with them, so they kind of just get ready to go to church, and they let me do whatever I want to do on on Sundays. But it's not after I realize what uh, the changes that God has been doing in the life of my one of my uncle. That's when I started realizing that there's something happening in his life, and still, still by that time, I still. Don't really care. I see the changes, but not care enough to like ask her. But when I graduated from high school, and my uncle keep pushing me to apply for HBBC, and I uh, did apply, but I I didn't get accepted the first time. 
So I stay back on FICE for another two years, and I was just helping my family, and I would involve my uncle, would uh, make sure I'm involved in uh, the Bible study, and they uh, asked me to play guitar for the church, and mm. through those things, and through Pastor Rollins, and I was able to send to Yap Main Island and work with uh, uh, Pastor Mark Simmer, and through those men that God used them to uh, prepare the way for me. And Let me back up just a minute for somebody that's maybe new to this conversation. You and I are, are familiar with it, but so you were like around your junior year, you went back to Yap in this Bible study, or to Fice, and this Bible study was starting, is that right? Yeah. And Pastor Rollins uh, is, tell us who Pastor Rollins is and connection here with Harvest. Well, Pastor Rollins uh, came here for H, used to be HBBI before. Yeah. So he was a student here, and he graduated here from HBBI. And he went back to Yap and served with Pastor Mark Simmer okay. on Yap, Main Island. And then after a couple of years, he was sent out to FICE, and that's where he started uh, a little Bible study, and now it's a it's a big church now yeah, on the island. Yeah, it's really amazing. I mean, you were right there at the beginning. Um, mm. Really no, no other believers as far as you know, born-again Christians mm -hmm. on the island. Pastor Rollins came back from Bible college here, began that Bible study with the hope, the prayer of starting a church. Yeah. And uh, I really love hearing it from your eyes because, you know, I've heard the story from from uh, Pastor Rollins' perspective and, and some others, but, you know, as kind of a young man, you know, young mm. teen, wondering what's going on, you see the difference and like your uncle and some others. Um, but... Uh, and then you're right, the church is really growing up there yeah. and it's thriving there on this little island in Fice. It's really, really amazing. So all of that that ended up, you know, kind of connecting with people at, at Yap yeah Baptist. And then you ended up coming to to Harvest as a student, right? Yeah. But um but you would say you really you weren't yet a genuine Christian at that time. What happened about that? Uh I can, I understand about who uh, uh, God is and what Christ done, but uh, I would say that I didn't understand the the plan of salvation. And that's when I first came here, and I I was in the Bible college, and during orientation, that's when God opened up my eyes and see what He's been preparing all those years, mm -hmm. and come to that point during the testimonies of students sharing what God did in their lives throughout the summer, and that's when I realized that uh, I needed to accept Christ. And before the school year started during orientation, that's when uh, I got saved. I accepted Christ as my Savior. I love those words, Jack, um, that God opened up my eyes. Mm. I mean, that really is such a, a vibrant picture of what happens i mean because you're right you knew the information before mm -hmm. you knew you just described i know about jesus i knew about the cross you know what he died what he died to do so you saw that but for some for anybody that's become a genuine believer there's a moment when you're looking at something and it's almost like the blinders fall away and mm -hmm. god opens your eyes and all of a sudden you see it you see it with your eyes connects your heart and you know you got to do something about it mm -hmm. It's really a powerful um, picture about that, yeah. So that was right away your freshman first year here, huh? Yep. Okay. 
and then uh, and then God just really began growing you, and I had a chance to see kind of the end of that. We'll come back to that in a minute, um, kind of the end of the story. But we got to uh, hope. Let's talk about you, like very different background, different growing up. Tell me about growing up, your family. Um, well, my mom actually, both my parents, I grew up in a home where um, Christ was our foundation. I was very blessed. Um, my mom was actually a single teacher out at Harvest back in the 80s and um, really fell in love with the island and the people. She came out here to be on the staff here to teach, right? She did, That's yeah. That's cool. T- taught wow. second grade. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's so great. Yeah, so ended up going back and she met my dad. My dad was um, an interrogist, or interrogator for uh, the military, speaks a lot of different languages, so um, was very interested in Guam and they reached out and Harvest offered them a contract, so they came out with all three of us as young little ones. So I actually grew up most of my life here on the island. Um, From a young age, we established family devotions every evening, so my mom would work through different books with us and I don't know if you're familiar with the Abeka flashcards, but a lot of times yeah. she would use those for um, <laughs> our devotions. And one particular night, she was um, talking about the crucifixion and the resurrection. And um, she took a little piece of paper and she started listing things and she started putting them on the cross, things that we kind of struggled with as as kids. And I realized in the moment that what I did is what Jesus had to die on the cross for my sins. And I realized that I needed a savior. And I kind of tossed and turned all night. I didn't sleep well. (laughs) And I woke my parents up, uh, I think, pretty early. I was like, I need to get saved, Mom. So uh, we spent the next hour or so kind of just talking through things. And I think she just really wanted to make sure that I understood that I was a sinner and I needed Christ as my Savior. So um, that morning I was led to Christ. I was about five years old. Um, And growing up in a Christian home, we were able to um, just witness God's provision and his grace throughout many different circumstances. Um, But as a teenager, I kind of became a little stagnant. And I went to uh, camp, actually, when we moved back to the States. And uh, the theme for that year was lordship. Mm. And um, I just remember being so convicted that, yes, Jesus is my Savior, but is he my Lord, Mm -hmm. my master? And um, that year, I I was kind of like, Lord, you know what? You're in control. My life is yours. Whatever you decide, whatever you will, I'm going to surrender. So I think as a teenager, a little older, is kind of when I let go of what I wanted, what I was seeking, and let Christ be the Lord. Um, and as I was growing up, I was trying to look for Christian colleges that I could attend. Uh, Northland was one that I had kind of planned to go on since I was go to since I was little, but they were getting ready to close at the time. So I was trying to look at different options. And um, Appalachian Bible College, their motto was, because life is for service. Mm-hmm. So that was something that just really resonated with me. Um, went there, and while I was there, um, several people from Guam were contacting me like, oh, we'd love for you to come out and you know, be a part of the camp team and see if Harvest could be a fit for you. And I kind of pushed it away because I had some plans <laughs> after I graduated. but. Uh, God was working in my heart, and actually, John McGrew was very persistent. So, oh, wow. yeah, and um, so I agreed to come out on summer camp team. And when I came out, I mean, who could not love Guam? Mm. <laughs> the people, the island—it's just it's home. So, mm. came back, fell in love with the island again, the ministry, the people here, and I'm so thankful to be here serving. 
let me just track your harvest story. So when you're, you moved to Guam, when you were how old? I was three. Three. Mm-hmm. Moved back to the States when you were? About 15. About 15. So finished high school, college there. Yes, sir. And then God brought you back. So more of your life here? More of my life here, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> how awesome is that? Yeah. Yeah, we love your family. Um, and uh, I don't know if we said it's Hope Bogus, originally Hope Bogus, and your family's been here. Your mom and dad were here just recently in the last year, I think. They were. They came back out in October and yeah, loved to ago. make those connections again. Yeah, you're great, great parents. Your dad's a pastor um, in the states, and so we're thankful for their their impact here out out here as well. Um, Jackson, you uh, we kind of left your story in middle of college, right? Um, here at HPBC, and then you graduated. What happened after graduation? I graduated in 2019, then I went back to Yap and helping the church at Yap Baptist Church for, I think it was, it was two years, and then I came back here last year. Yap Baptist uh, is uh, the church uh, pastor and missionary there is Mark Zimmer. Yeah, uh, Mark and Diane were just through here, and uh, your name came up a lot when they were here. And you probably, <laughs> I could see you just kind of hiding, but <laughs> <laughs> they talk so much about how how helpful you were during those years. You're in the middle of kind of a building project, right? Expanding yeah. the church building there and serving the people on all that. And then um, you and Hope had met before that, and then God kind of brought you back here sort of to see that relationship happen and maybe hope you could fill us in on a little bit of that story. Yeah, so when I actually came out on the summer camp team, I had met Jackson very briefly, um, but we were taking a trip out to Yap for a week to go help with the teen camp. He was a part of our group, our team, and uh, you know we all kind of just grew pretty close. Um, yeah, so I think there, that's kind of where things started, and then we mm-hmm. came kind of went separate ways. He became a student, and I was in the States for a year before I graduated, came back, continued to be really good friends. And then towards his senior year, things were kind of just naturally happening, I guess is the best way to say it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was just really admiring him for his leadership and his heart that really pursued God and had a genuine relationship with him and um, his love for others. And it's really great with kids, which it's a big plus. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and we just really prayed about it. And he, he had plans afterwards to go back to Yap. And so we were just kind of going to leave it up to the Lord and see what and how he directed. And, um, you know, we continued to talk and pray and stay faithful. And God um, gave us the desires of our heart in that area and allowed us to become engaged in 2000 and. 21 <laughs> and got married this summer yeah and we're really thankful for your guys testimony genuine desire to to serve god and life is for service so we do love that uh that motto that appalachian has had and if i sense that from you i see it in your lives our prayers that you would just be continue to be so um submissive to his will and his leading and we're thankful for your desire to serve in any ways um, that you can as as god leads you um if you were to say 
what is the biggest thing that God has been teaching you? Let's say in this last year. So lots of changes for you guys, right? And marriage, new marriage, and kind of um, sort of new direction as far as hope for you. You, you know, became uh, elementary principal. And so just lots of things happening. Jackson, let's start with you, though. Um, what do you think is the biggest thing God's teaching you right now? Uh, I keep thinking of one thing that's been uh, happening to us. And uh, at first, I I wanted to, to be uh, to be a part of a ministry where, like, I just focus on that on that purpose for that ministry, and that's it. And as uh, things happen with us, and a lot of opportunities keep opening us opening up for us to serve, and uh, I keep thinking of investing for eternity and. Mm. A lot of times where she, she would say uh, they're asking for us to babysit their kids or uh, for people to come over and uh, play games or watch movie. And the the temptation there is like, I'm tired. I work whole day. And yeah. uh, it's not Sunday. We have ministry on Sunday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Why not just focus on that? But I think uh, this happened over and over because God is wanting to show me that uh, – if I want to be part of something that's infesting for eternity, and then here are some of the things. Like whatever, open up, you take it, and you share it, no matter what. You just give it all. And I've been enjoying it with her. Yeah. Doing uh, things for others, and it's been it's been great doing it together. Jackson, I love that. I just do. Thank you for your transparency about it. And it's so practical. I mean, I think sometimes... Unfortunately, we start to think of ministry in this in you know in the categories of like a activity that I do or a place that I serve, and and that's true too. I mean, people are ushers and people mm. have to teach classes and servancy too. So those are ministries, but m- maybe even bigger than that, those are just vehicles for impacting people for eternity. The ministry is the impact for eternity, mm. and that happens all the time. Um, it can't just be put into some, you know, pocket of my life where, okay, mm-hmm. now I go do my ministry. It's what we do. So I really love that. I, I pray that God would continue to grow you and get you guys together, you know, in that way. Very cool. Hope, what about you? Um, I think something that God has just been showing me over and over again is actually a, a lesson that my aunt shared with me about um, how the little boy brought his five loaves and two fish and God did the multiplying. All that little boy had to do was be faithful, and he got to see what God did through his faithfulness. And I think, you know, for me, I try and take on quite a few things and just give everything my best, and sometimes your best isn't what everybody (laughs) wants it to be. But all he requires of me is to be faithful, and he's the one who's going to do the multiplying, and he's the one who's going to take care of it all. There's a poem, I was trying to remember it in my head, but it basically says, God's hands, not yours, be still my soul and sleep. Mm. And it's God who does it. He's the one who multiplies. He's the one who takes. All he asks is for us to be faithful. God is always the one who is the responsible for the fruitfulness. Mm. We're responsible for the faithfulness. Mm. Um, and uh, But we can't produce fruit on our own. We've been kind of talking about that together. And we can't produce fruit for sure without you know, abiding with the vine. Mm. 
Um, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. <laughs> so we want to be faithful and then ask, you know, just give our, you know, our loaves and our fish to him and ask him to multiply. I love seeing that in your life, and I think we are. So thank you guys uh, for your faithful servants' hearts. Pray that God multiplies your ministry like that in powerful ways, impacting people for eternity. And thank you for being willing to share what God's doing in your life today. Thank you, Pastor Gary. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to invite you again to services at Harvest Baptist Church. We have an 8.45 a.m. service and a 10.45 a.m. service, and we'd love to see you at either. There's Japanese and Korean translation at that 10.45 a.m. service, and then that's also the service that we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.